Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you, folks? Hope you're all keeping rightly out there in podcast land, because, yeah, you guessed it. Another week has rolled around in the bagpiping world, and we've got a lot to cover, including our topic of the week, which is, of course, Dumbarton. Yes, the Scottish Championships are just around the corner, and, uh, yeah, we'll get into all of that and why we should be particularly excited about this Scottish Championships there's a lot, there's a lot to consider, but uh, yeah, first of all, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. Are you all ready to sing along at this point? <laughs> we are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week, we talk about what we know and love to be the music of the Great Highland Bagpipe and its people. And, like every other podcast out there, yes, we do have a Patreon. So if you would like to help support us, then you can. You can go over there and click on support and get treated to loads of extra content just by supporting our show. And I have to say, particular shout out to our Patreon faithful at the moment, uh, because you guys are really awesome. Yeah, those on Patreon will know exactly what I'm talking about, but uh, we have some interesting things on there on Patreon and ways for our Patreon faithful to contribute to upcoming shows and stuff, and uh, I'm being a bit cryptic there. But uh, yeah, if you are supporting us on Patreon, thank you, Uh, but if you're not, then don't worry, Uh, but you can still go over there if you want to, and uh, yeah, click on support, and yeah, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. There's quite a lot of uh, quite cool things over there. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, right, let's get into this week's podcast good and proper. Uh, Well, each podcast we like to start things off with listener mail. Our email address, as always, is bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. And yes, can I just say a massive thank you to everyone who emailed us in following last week's episode. Unfortunately, There'll be too many emails to read out because, yeah, we did get a load of emails following last week's podcast. And, yeah, just to say a huge thank you to everyone. We had a massive outpouring of just love for the show. But a load of people really loved last week's episode. And, if anything, that's encouraging to know that ourselves and the Rab Show team can travel thousands of miles produce an episode of the pod and then release it out there. And in the hope that someone out there would either listen to it and enjoy it. And it seems to be, uh, this is possibly one of our most downloaded episodes this past quarter. So, hey, there you go. And, you know, whenever you check the stats and figures and stuff, and then you see the download figures on last week's episode, you're like, whoa, what happened? Uh, But, yes, thank you to everyone who took time to email us in. And, uh, yeah, such kind comments and stuff. A load of people really enjoyed last week's episode. And, uh... (laughs) One of the things that really came out from last week's episode is the, uh, what do you call it, the living history people that were there. And, you know, 
running about dressed in medieval gear and carrying big swords and stuff like that and, you know, all the clans and all of this. And all of the stuff that we found quite unusual and that we weren't used to here in the UK. And we mentioned it a few times on the podcast. Apparently, that was hilarious for a lot of folks over there in the States who are quite used to it. And uh, they were quite keen to educate us as to, you know, the whys and wherefores and the reason why these people are here and everything. We got educated in uh, a brand new term. Now, I could be completely butchering the pronunciation of this, but a LARPer? Is that it? A live-action role-play Something, something. It's something like that. It's like an abbreviation, and it's called LARPing or LARPer. So, yeah, apparently these folks are quite keen to attend piping events and stuff in the US, and it's quite a commonplace thing. But, uh, yeah, for those of us in the UK, it definitely doesn't happen, and it was quite unusual for us in the Rab Show team to see this, and we were like, hmm, that's a bit... Yeah, that's a bit strange, but we're not used to that. Uh, so, yeah, that was quite fun, actually. Providing it in commentary in last week's pod, and, uh, yeah, having all you folks email us in and try and explain exactly what was going on. So, thank you, uh, I think, is what I want to talk about on this week's uh, listener mail. It's, but, yeah, just the outpouring of love, and, uh, yeah, thanks for last week's episode. Yeah, that was fantastic. Hey, who knows, we might get back, back to Monterey for future games, you know? As we were chatting with the organiser there on last week's pod, Alex, he was saying about how the event is continuing to build year on year, and hopefully it'll just continue to get bigger and better. So, hey, you never know. Big Rab Show team may be back again at Monterey to point cameras at all of the piping action, and of course to produce another episode of the pod. You never know. You never know. Anyway, so there you go. If you haven't listened to last week's episode yet, by the way, please do. I know it was quite a lengthy episode. It was over a couple of hours long. Uh, but there was quite a bit, actually, that did manage to hit the cutting room floor. Uh, but we did want to include plenty of music from the event. And, uh, yeah, we did include clips of the competitive piping and the kitchen piping and stuff. So, hey, we thought that episode was great. We really enjoyed making it. And, uh, yeah, we understand it's quite a lengthy episode. And some people don't like that, but... Hey, there you go. Sometimes you get short episodes and you get really, very long ones. There you go. Anyway, that's it for Listener Mail. Uh, just, again, thank you to everyone who emailed us in. Again, there was too many of you to mention uh, because otherwise I'd be sitting here reading out names for a while. Uh, but thank you to everyone. Uh, such uh, great feedback on an episode that was difficult to put together, but well worth it. Uh, yeah, it was always great to see. As always, if you do have any commentary on this show or any other shows that we've done in the past, of course, you can always email us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That address again is BigRabShow at gmail.com. Alrighty. So, moving on to our next favourite feature then. Uh, This is one that Stu from British Drum Company always likes to try and predict our word of the week. And uh, Stu, if you're listening in your car, mate, going to work... um, Here's hoping that you manage to guess this week's word of the week then, eh? It's time for Word of the Week here on the Big Rab Show Podcast. Excitement. 
<laughs> yes, this week's word of the week is excitement. And honestly, folks, it's such a great time to be involved in the piping scene because there is such palpable excitement around at the moment. You know, with big championships happening, well, this past weekend here in Northern Ireland, we had the Ulsters. That was awesome. Plus, we have Dumbarton this weekend, and then after that, we're looking forward to the big in then. Yeah, we're heading to Newcastle County Down, of course, before that, but then we're looking forward to the world's the big in. And of course, the Pipe and Live Festival and all that goes with it. It is a seriously exciting time in the piping scene. And we have got some commentary from folks that's saying that, you know, that it is actually a pleasure going to band practice at the moment. Some folks are really enjoying going to practice two, three times a week <laughs> and even getting the pipes out at home. They're enjoying playing again. Now, I don't know if this is just a direct result of me bumping into people at the weekend, of course, at the Ulsters. A lot of people were saying how just much fun it was this past year. Uh, but there is, honestly, a palpable excitement in the piping scene looking forward to things. And that is, of course, for Dumbarton and our World Championships, but also for next season. There's been quite a number of people contacting the show this last week weeks, and they've all been saying about, you know, this year, 2022, is seen as a year for building, but they're all so excited for 2023. Everyone's looking forward to next year and what championships will bring then because they do see it as being a completely different landscape. Right now, at the moment, we are definitely post-pandemic and we are doing what we can to rebuild our scene. But there is, honestly, a genuine excitement looking forward to 2023. We've already seen news reports online and stuff of many different international bands who are making plans, not this year, but next year, to make the journey yeah, wherever they're coming from, to Glasgow, and to hopefully head to the worlds and juke it out in that circle. So, it's looking like 2023 is shaping up to be quite an awesome year. So, really looking forward to that. But that's not to say that this year is going to be a damp squib, because it will be quite awesome. And that's for this week's topic of the week. We're going to be talking about why it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, well, hey, there you go, Stu. I hope you managed to get this week's Word of the Week uh, guest. And if you did, send us in a voicemail and let us know that you got it. <laughs> but, yeah, I know it's not just Stu. I know there's a, there's a good number of you out there who also try to guess what the Word of the Week is. And, uh, yeah, there you go. So if you do manage to guess it, uh, then definitely let us know, you know. If you do manage to guess it before we actually read it out, then let us know. That would be great. Maybe you're clairvoyant or something. Hmm. Yeah, but if, hey, if you are, let us know the lotto numbers, would you? <laughs> what would I do if I won the lotto? But I get asked this question sometimes. If I did win the lotto, honestly, what I would pay for is like a satellite van or something. You know, like the BBC has uh, for whenever they stream the worlds and that. Their quality is amazing. And it's because they have like these big satellite trucks and stuff with them. And they've got the best of equipment and a team of people... And like a dozen sound guys and like three dozen cameramen and a big crane with an arm on it. Hey, wouldn't it be great to have that budget to cover, I don't know, Cookstown or Moira or, or Newcastle? Hey, wouldn't that be amazing? So, yeah, Big Rab wins the lotto. Uh, expect to see, uh, yeah, satellite vans and trucks all arriving at a local domestic competition filming Grade 4B. Wouldn't that be incredible? Oh, 
big crane zooming drone shots and stuff and overhead shots. Oh, hey, the production value will be like a Hollywood movie. And coming on to grade 4B, <laughs> explosions and doves flying everywhere and all that class. Anyway, I'm getting really off track now, aren't I? Yeah, but there you go. That's what I would do if I won the lotto. Indeed. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Moving on. <laughs> What's next? Oh, Weekly Drone. Of course it's Weekly Drone. Yes, or one of our favourite points in the show, actually. And we haven't had any Weekly Drones in a wee while. Uh, so, yeah, welcome back to JD. We actually have one this week, so shout out to JD. Yeah, what's this week's Weekly Drone, man? It's the Weekly Drone. The Cost of Attending Contests At this difficult time financially for many bands and their members, many of the events appear to be making excessive charges for coach parking at championship events. This was the case at the European Championships in Inverness, where the charge was £65 per bus. The charge for Dumbarton is £90. When bus costs for travel are often in excess of £1,000 to attend an event, it is understandable why attendances are reducing. If there are 100 bands in attendance, this is £9,000 being taken from the pocket of the bands attending. In some respects, contests are becoming a little like budget airlines. There are add-on charges that hit the customers once the commitment has been made to attend. At Inverness, the security personnel were preventing bandsmen taking water bottles inside the tuning up park. The RSPBA negotiates a fee from the councils to cover their costs. Perhaps they need to give increased consideration when agreeing the location on the cost to their member bands. I can understand the wish to support bands in the north of Scotland. However, cost to all bands and indeed the RSPBA to pay travel, mileage expenses to all officials and adjudicators as well as accommodation overnight at events should be taken into account. Ah, thank you, Weekly Droner. Some interesting thoughts there about the hidden costs about attending competitions. Now, I do think this is quite a unique thing here to the UK, so I'm definitely talking to our UK audience because I know that folks internationally, uh, for a lot of events, you're talking flights, hotels, on you're travelling thousands of miles in some cases to get to a domestic competition, never mind your majors. Uh, So for those of us here living locally, of course, that's exactly who I'm talking to right now. So... Yes, it has to be a consideration whenever looking at a location for a major championship. And uh, it is something that that is definitely considered with great detail, I have to stress. Uh, Whenever an association is deciding where a major championship should go, there are so many different variables that are involved, not just the financial side. You know, they're not just looking... Well, where's going to make us the most money or, you know, where's the cheapest place we can hold a major? You know, that's not really the consideration here. They're looking for transport links. They're looking for all of those other different factors that you mentioned there. And, uh, yeah, it's a difficult egg to crack for sure. Now, I do have it on good authority that whenever it comes to 
you know, bus travel and all the rest, that, yes, that has been increasing. I think that is kind of the sign of the times, however. Uh, Both to hire a bus in the first place is getting more expensive for bands, but also then to pay for bus parking, in turn, that's going up, as well as even tickets for spectators going to these events. Uh, Myself, you know, heading to these events and buying tickets for them, I've noticed an increase in cost myself, even to get through the gate as a spectator. Um, So, yeah, I think it's kind of a sign of the times where everyone, let's face it, after the pandemic uh, and two years of no fundraising, every band out there are pretty much skint. And uh, that's where things like sponsorships and your supporters really do help. And, uh, And, yeah, a lot of bands out there will be having concerts and, you know, car boot sales and parades and things like that to try and raise some much-needed funds for next year, I've no doubt. Uh, but, yeah, financially, it's been a very difficult year. And when you talk about the hidden costs, such as parking, yeah, it definitely is on the increase. Even for the likes of uh, camper vans, we've noticed. Yeah, yeah, here in Northern Ireland specifically, if you want to take a camper van to a competition, we've noticed that there's been either no parking provided at all, uh, where campers just aren't welcome, uh, or you're, you're recommended to go to a campsite, which is like down the road, and that incurs a cost, obviously. Or, you know, if you are allowed to park on the grounds, then there is quite a substantial fee in some cases. So, yeah, camper vans is another thing. <laughs> but yes, across the board, competitions and attending them has got more expensive. So not only are you playing in a pipe band and you're giving up your time voluntarily to play music, uh, well, you're also going to be out of pocket to attend these things. And uh, let's not even forget, you know, you have to buy a burger at the chip van. And, of course, you have to get a beer or two in the beer tent if there is one. Because it's a sociable thing. You definitely have to. It's compulsory. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Food, drink, parking, mileage, all of that stuff does add up. And let's face it, if you're attending all five majors in a season, along with a lot of the domestic ones, then that can quickly mount up very quickly. And people are definitely feeling the pinch. I have spoken to a number of people just this past weekend at the Ulsters who were saying that uh, it's been quite a stretch to keep this season going financially, even from their own personal point of view, never mind from a band point of view. It's been a difficult one. And that's something, I suppose, rolling into 2023 that bands and their membership will have to consider. You know, will the price of fuel continue to go up? Will the price of admission for some of these competitions continue to go up? And just where does the line be? Where does the affordability come into play and a band just simply can't pay to play? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Especially when we're on the topic of uh, fees and, uh, you know, entry fees for games and your membership fees for the associations and stuff. And hmm, we're not even getting into all of that, but that's a different can of worms altogether. But yes, money certainly... Yeah, it makes the world go round, and in some cases it uh, doesn't go round for some pipe bands, and just sometimes they just can't attend. So it is honestly a consideration, I think, you know, to answer your question there about future venues. I don't think it's just like throwing darts at a dartboard and hoping for the best. I do know that there is a team of people that work on this tirelessly to try and sort it out every year, and it isn't just a case of looking at the financials. It's also looking at the geography, the location of the venue, you know, and what kind of venue it is is it good is there a shelter available is there public facilities there 
you know, parking, all of that. Everything gets looked at. So, hey, there you go. That's this week's Weekly Drone. If you do have your own particular thoughts on this topic or of anything that we've spoke about in previous shows or ones that we should be talking about, then please do let us know. Uh, or, of course, that's on our website, thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. There's a big button right at the top of our website. Uh, you can click on that and, yes, you can tell us your thoughts and feelings completely anonymously. There's no identifying factors. And, uh, yeah, we'll bring your voice to the podcast. And that's quite an interesting debate there, honestly, about the cost of bagpiping. Yeah, never mind, you know, replacing reeds or drumheads and stuff. Yikes. Anyway... <laughs> Moving swiftly on before I kick that hornet's nest. Um, yes, I think it's time for me to go and get a wee break at this point. Before we get into all the news and updates and stuff, of which there are plenty. Uh, yeah, I think it's time for me to go and get a bit of a, a bit of a dander before we get into everything, eh? Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument, despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off. Showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration, proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection. The Dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the Dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab for a 30-day free trial. Ah, yes, my legs are well and truly stretched now. How do we walk there? Uh, But yes, shout out to everyone who's taken advantage of that promotion with uh, the dojo. Honestly, folks, it's just fantastic. And we've got a lot of great feedback from folk who are using it at the moment. So yes, thank you. Keep up the great work. Uh, There has been some people who have noticed actual differences in their playing, even like two weeks in. So absolutely if you haven't taken advantage of it please do go and check it out and it's yeah it's worth picking up even after 30 days if you don't like it you know you didn't lose anything uh but um yeah after 30 days we do guarantee that you'll see some sort of difference in your playing or at least your learning uh i suppose and the ability to yeah to learn stuff for the bagpipes yeah so definitely worth picking up it's very interesting stuff anyway Moving on, it is time for all of the news and updates. And yes, as I've already mentioned, it was the Ulsters this past weekend, the Ulster Pipe Band Championships. Now, there was a bit of a debate, actually, about the Ulsters. It was announced online that this was the 72nd Ulster Championships, I think. Uh, But I think with the pandemic, it took a bit of a break and hadn't... Yeah, we didn't have an Ulster Championship for two years or something... I don't know. I didn't really keep across that argument, if I'm honest, because, to be honest, I didn't really mind which Ulster Championships it was, whether it was the 1st, 2nd, 3rd, or 73rd. I I didn't really mind. But um, either way, there was a bit of a debate online as to 
what championships was this was uh but i think most people just kind of lost count but there you go <laughs> i kind of lost count if i'm honest too but there you have it yeah the ulster championships was held this past weekend in balamina and uh yeah before i get into the results and everything can i just say that that venue in balamina oh my god it's amazing such a great venue oh my word everyone i spoke to on the ground there at the ulsters that's all they could say about what a smashing venue it is there in Balamina Academy. If you haven't been to the competition yet in Balamina Academy, I think the All-Irelands was there in 2019, and then they're back again for the Ulsters. It's just such a smashing venue. Lots of big open space, loads of room for all sorts of arenas and places for bands to tune up and stuff. Loads of great shelter as well. Because uh, we did get a few skiffs of rain and stuff at Balamina at the weekend. And bands were able to duck under the trees and stuff and get out of it. It was good. And uh, yes, loads of facilities, parking, very easy got to traffic wise. It was just fantastic. So yeah, cracking van- venue. And I am absolutely a fan. Uh, so yes, thank you RSPBA Northern for organising it there in Balamina. Absolutely love that venue. It's such, such a good place. Anyway, moving on to the results then. The competition itself. Uh, yes, Starting with the drum majors then. Picking up the novice Ulster title was Georgia Turkington. Yes, well done, Georgia. On to the juniors, we had Mia Buckley. Yeah, not bad, Mia. Well done. On the juveniles then, we had Cathy Hunter. Yes, well done, Cathy. And for adult drum majors then, we had Emma Barr, Ulster champion. There you are. Now, if anything, I've been really following uh, the drum majoring this season. I've really been kind of invested in following each grade and... It's been quite an interesting one, and definitely I will be watching the Scottish this weekend, and we'll get into that in this week's topic. But mm, let's say it's the competition has been fierce, absolutely fierce with the the especially the senior, the adult drum majors. It's been really interesting to watch. Uh, so yeah, moving on from that, let's get into the bands then, shall we? Looking at Grade Four B, our Ulster champions were Surla and Districts, lifting the top spot and the drumming. As well, so yeah, not a bad result for them at all. So, congratulations, guys. On to group 4A, of course. <clears throat> I think it's kind of a given at this point. <laughs> well done to Kill Dog. Yes, two firsts in piping, first in ensemble, first in drumming. Yeah, they lifted the drumming too. One's right across the board. Well done. The mighty Kill Dog still continuing on with winning ways. Uh, yeah, full congratulations, folks. And they definitely played for it, had a great run for sure. On to grade 3B then, lifting the top spot was Kalabaki. Go on, the Kalabaki. Not a bad result for them. Again, two firsts in piping, a second in drumming, a first in ensemble, but just not a bad result all round. So really, yeah, great day's work for them. Moving on to grade 3A then, we had Clocker and District who lifted the top spot. That was quite a hard-fought grade, not going to lie. Watched a good number of the performances from this and it was like splitting hairs. Really difficult to pick out who was going to come out on top there. So well done to Clocker uh, lifting that top spot. And they lifted the drum in as well. So not a bad weekend's work there all round from the guys at Clocker. Moving on to grade two, which was so enjoyable to watch, I have to say. I was, ah, oh, performance after performance, a great medley after medley. It was just brilliant. 
so yeah, shout out to Rivara, our Ulster champions for 2022, and they lifted the Drummond title as well. Yeah, two first in piping, first in Drummond, first in ensemble, one's right across the board. Indeed, coming up very close second though was Manor Cunningham, again with twos right across the board. Uh, not a bad result for them, again a real strong performance from the Manor, uh, really enjoyed that. And then in third place was St Mary, Sterry Trasna, again with another thumping good performance. Uh, very, very strong. So, yeah, really enjoyed that. Then uh, th- there was other bands from Grade 3A who played up. Uh, we had fourth was Clocker uh, in District, fifth was Matt Boyd Memorial, and sixth was Column Kill. There you are. So definitely a very entertaining grade to watch. Uh, specif- uh, yeah, specifically, I have a note here uh, to make mention to both St Mary's and Manor Cunningham. I both loved their medley performances. I honestly... Yeah, even though they didn't lift the top spot, I would urge you, if you can, go and have a listen to their performances. Definitely worth having a listen there because, yeah, of course, the entire thing was filmed and uh, uploaded onto our Facebook page. So you can go and check out all those performances there uh, at your leisure. And, of course, a great one. Well, there was only one band. There was Klaus Kelt. So, uh, yeah, the band had to form a bit of a queue and lift all the trophies for the March of Spain reel and all the ones for the medley. So uh, there was quite a collection of band members uh, got called up then to lift all the trophies. They had a bit of a wheelbarrow to take home with them. <laughs> but well done to Klaus Kelt, Ulster champions for 2022. Not bad. Alrighty, well, as I said, the entire thing was all filmed and uploaded uh, onto our Facebook page. Now, a lot of people were a bit confused by this because they weren't live. And this was a bit of an experiment by us on The Rab Show, if we're honest. Uh, We filmed the performances because we wanted to have the highest possible quality. And then we uploaded as soon as the band had played. So, as soon as the band marched off the line, we pressed upload. And uh, rather than going live, because what we found, actually, no matter what we try now for live streamed footage of a pipe band, no matter what you do, the quality will be poor. You can have the best possible connection going and, uh, yeah, something to do with either YouTube or Facebook or something like that. But the signal gets compressed down and it just looks blocky and sometimes the audio is a bit rubbish. So we thought to remove all doubt, we would film the whole thing and then upload it afterwards. And what we found was a massive, massive jump in quality. So if you are wanting some high quality videos of the performances from the Ulsters, Head along to the Rab Show Facebook page now where all those videos live. And, uh, yeah, you'll be impressed, actually, I hope, by some of the quality of them. They are quite impressive. And uh, it shows. It shows that, uh, you know, sometimes relying on a mobile internet connection is not the way to go. So, lesson learned, I think. And we may well be doing a similar thing for this weekend from Dumbarton. We may well be filming for quality and uploading as soon as the performance is finished. So, that may well be the case. Of course, though, however, we were live for the March past and the results and all of that, so you can go and have a watch at that. If anything, uh, the Ulster Championships uh, prize-giving and everything, there was a bit of a curveball thrown at them by the Chieftain. Uh, The Chieftain got up and gave a bit of a speech and then asked someone to play Highland Cathedral for someone's birthday, and it was really random, and everyone was, like, standing around going, What? What? Did she just ask us to play Highland Cathedral? What's going on? Uh, But yes, that's what happened. The chieftain actually just said, can someone play Highland Cathedral for us? And everyone like stood around, what? Are you serious? Like, like, really? What? (laughs) 
And there was a lot of people just standing around, looking around, going, do you know it? Do you know it? Do you know it? I'm not playing it. Now, that'll be in front of everybody. Do, do you want it? Do you know it? Anyway, what happened eventually was is that someone was brave enough and came forward and played two parts of Highland Cathedral. And that was enough. And to see the cheer that went up from the band's folk then was just incredible. It was brilliant. <laughs> Yay! You're a legend! Woo! You played two parts of Highland Cathedral when nobody else would. It was so much fun. So go and have a watch at that. It's all up there now on the Rab Show uh, live stream of the March Past and that. I'm fair play to that fellow who did that. I don't know who it was, um, or even the band. I think it was, it was a someone from St Mary's. I'm not sure, uh, but you can watch back at it. It, it was a little bit of cringe, and uh, yeah, it was it was great the payoff. I suppose the big cheer that came up after he finished the second part. It was a lot of fun. So there you go. So the Ulster Championships. My commentary on it again. The venue just absolutely brilliant. Could not fault the venue. It's fantastic. However, I do have one criticism about the Ulster Championships this year. And, uh, hey, I'm going to put myself out there. I don't normally put criticism on the podcast, but, hey, you know, why not? It's been said to us by quite a number of listeners, actually. And it's one thing I noticed myself, personally, is that there was breaks in the middle of the day for quite a bit of time. There was breaks between grades uh, where there were just a lot of standing about and just waiting for something to happen and then suddenly one ring started back up again and then the other one started up again and it was just a little weird you know you had all sorts of competition action in the morning as soon as everything started and then it just all stopped and then we were standing about waiting what's going on and what we found actually is that quite a number of people went home they actually thought it was finished and uh, we were like telling, no, don't go, no, 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 you're waiting on grade two and grade one still to come, and three A's about to start, and just hold on, we're not done. But yeah, there was a lot of stopping, starting, and particularly stopping, and with big long breaks in between, with people waiting around. Don't know the reasons why, or the purpose of it, but uh, it was a little strange. We hadn't experienced that before at the Ulsters. Uh, the timings of everything had big gaps in the middle of it, and just no no idea why. It was a little strange, but hey, there we go. It's our Ulster Championships, and that's it for another year, I suppose. So well done to all of our prize winners, to everyone there who managed to lift an Ulster medal. Well done. And if you didn't, don't worry, there's always next year. Indeed. All right. Moving on to our next little news story then. I have to give a shout-out to the British Drum Company. British Drum Co. Yes, BDC TV has officially launched and they've been releasing videos this last while uh, focusing on the Axial Tenor Drum and featuring interviews with Tyler Fry. Yeah, they've had two parts of it now released on the sofa with Tyler Fry. Now, if you're a Ty Fry fan, go and have a watch at these, alright? Because they're quite in-depth and actually a lot of fun as well. So, of course, it's Tyler. <laughs> of course, it's going to be fun. So, uh, yeah, go and have a watch at those. I uh, have to give a huge shout-out to the British Drum Co because the production value on these videos is quite good, actually. There's a video, actually, with Tyler and he walks you through the process of how to tune one of these brand-new axial tenors. And uh, he shows you the process, you know, tuning the top and bottom heads, making sure the, you know, tension's all even and everything. And he even, look, mentions some of the key features, you know, like a magnetic drum key and all the rest. And, you know, the, the what do you call it, the claw thing at the top that folds back. Anyway, I'm being a bit technical in the pod. But go and have a watch at them. 
those videos, honestly, fantastic stuff and uh, definitely worth a watch. Yeah, so that's on YouTube, of course, and on the social media as well. Shout out to the British Drum Co. Uh, quite an interesting product there, for sure. And oh, speaking of YouTube and all the rest, I have to give a mention to the National Piping Centre, who have been quite busy on the likes of YouTube and stuff. Yes, have you guys seen this? <laughs> yeah, this was just last night that the National Piping Centre launched episode one of the piping show. Oh my god! Yes, the National Piping Centre are producing online video content. It's episodic. It's every week. Yeah, so go along, have a look at episode one, which features a conversation between Finlay MacDonald and Ross Ainsley. Now, I have to tell you, this has, wow, written all over it, all right? If this is episode one and this is how the series is going to continue, I am all for it. Wow, but what my worry is, I do have a concern here, is I know how stressful it can be producing weekly episodic content and it's very easy to burn out very quick and this is video content and that's even more work well i would imagine it's even more work uh but uh yeah i am i'm involved in the world of audio so i don't know maybe it's not <laughs> but uh, anyway i'm just a bit nervous about how long this will last but either way enjoy it when it's here folks the National Piping Centre on YouTube. Go and have a watch at it. The Piping Show. Episode 1 is currently up there now. And, uh, you know, you get a history lesson on bagpipes. You get a news and updates segment as well. And you get an incredible interview as well with, yeah, let's face it, one of the best in the game, you know, Ross Ainsley. So definitely go and watch it. It's, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for future episodes. I cannot wait. The Piping Show. It is what it is. Does what it says on the tin, I suppose. But yeah, shout out to the National Piping Centre engaging in YouTube to spread the message of bagpiping. I just think ah, this is such a fantastic idea and I'm a massive fan. So yeah, episode one is an absolute thumper. Go along, have a look at it. And yeah, even drop them a comment and say that the Big Rab sent you. <laughs> it's honestly a cracking a crackin idea. And I yeah, I hope that it will continue for years, years to come indeed. So good luck everyone there at the Piping Centre. Yeah, that's quite an interesting venture there for sure. Okay, um, there was a bit of news that dropped actually a few days ago about the Nickel Brown Amateur Invitation. Apparently it has been cancelled. Yeah, they're electing to take a bit of a gap year. And uh, yeah, because they're preparing for a 2023 return. In a statement, they said that this is a bit of a transitional year for them, uh, especially in the travel industry. And of course, for grade one piping events across the board, this has a knock-on effect. So, you know, for some of the top grade solo pipers from North America and around the globe, travel is incredibly difficult. So rather than try and run the event as best they can, they decided instead that they're going to run a bit of a gap year. So we're not going to get any Nickel Brown Amateur Invitational this year it will be taking place next year so there you are for those of you wondering what's happening is the nickel brown on no it isn't so they're taking a bit of a break and that's it carrying it through to 2023 so again that feeds into this week's word of the week we can be excited for that (laughs) it's in the future and we have it to look forward to i guess so yeah there you are 
Also, another little thing I do want to give a bit of a plug on this week's show is the Belfast Tattoo. I've been hearing on good accounts that tickets for the Belfast Tattoo are actually going great guns at the moment. So if you can, please go and get your ta- your tattoo tickets now. Please don't leave it until September and then you'll be disappointed if you can't get a seat. So yeah, go along to the SSE Arena box office. Look for your Belfast Tattoo tickets now when you get the chance. Or you can go to the Tattoo website itself, of course. Uh, but yeah, absolutely, if you are intending on going, don't leave it to the last minute. <laughs> Alright, because I do know a good number of folk out there, they do leave it to the last minute. Uh, but don't. Go grab your tickets for the Belfast Tattoo now when you can. Yeah, and that's it. You've been warned. Alright, you've been warned. You've been warned. Alrighty, moving on. I have to give a mention then to St Mary's Pipe Band, of course, St Mary's Derry Trasna, uh, who put out a bit of an announcement this past week saying that they had received a very generous sponsorship from Lurgan Credit Union. There you are. So, yeah, I have to say, massive well done to Lurgan Credit Union supporting a local band like this. They presented a cheque for 500 quid to the pipe manager and, uh, yeah, the band were at practice one night and got photos stuck with the... Yeah, the cheque being handed over. So that's quite awesome. And I'm sure that money will be put to good use for sure. You know, keeping the band afloat this incoming season. So, yeah, it's just great to see whenever sponsorships and things like this, you know, are being announced. And that's, yeah, it's great to see that bands get supported by businesses and organisations like that. So, yeah, shout out to the Lurgan Credit Union. There you are. All right. Now, one such thing that I do want to give a huge plug for this week, and shamelessly so is the Argyle and Southern Highlanders Collection Volume 2. Now, you might have heard me talking about this on Fuse FM last night and on previous shows as well. Can I just say that Volume 2 is shaping up to be... I don't know. I know the Volume 1 was incredibly popular, but Volume 2 is going to be kind of ridiculous. All right? 240 compositions are going to be included in this. And... uh, can I just say, wow, first of all, the book is massive. I think it weighs over a kilo. Uh, so if you are going to be buying it online and shipping it, then be prepared for some uh, <clears throat> some shipping costs there. But uh, yeah, for those of you interested, that is available on pre-order now. You can go to davidahunter.co.uk and pre-order your copy now. Each book costs 35 quid and then you have your shipping on top of that. Depends where you live, of course. Depends on... How expensive it is, because let's face it, it's a massive book, and uh, yeah, it'll cost a wee bit, but definitely worth it. So, yes, it's all available for pre-order now on the website. You can go and grab it now ahead of the launch event, which is going to be happening on the 11th of August, of course, as part of Piping Live. And uh, yeah, I do hope to be there at Piping Live to catch this launch event, because I've been hearing all sorts of... uh, little behind-the-scenes sneak peeks and stuff about the launch event, and um, I'm not going to spoil it, but yes, I will be there, hopefully front row. This is going to be such a great event, and such a great collection as well. I do know a good number of people who got Volume 1 and said that it's, yeah, it's kind of a workhorse in their collection. If they ever needed a good tune, then that's where they delve through first of all. So, yeah, there you are. Their guy on Southern Highlanders Volume 2, ready for launch this year at Piping Live on August 11th, and we hope to see you there for sure. I think that's going to be at the Piping Centre for that launch event, so 
Yeah, we'll get into that, of course, for our Pipe and Live preview, because that's definitely going to be one event that we'll want to get to, for sure. So there you are. Again, the website is davidahunter.co.uk. That's where you can go and pre-order your copy now. Of course, we've shared out all the links and stuff where you can go and grab it, um, because, yeah, let's face it, we're getting into that time of year now where everyone's going to be looking for new music, you know, thinking about new medleys and stuff and new MSRs, and perhaps you're looking for that just that specific reel or something to finish your set well there you go consider going over there and uh checking out the argyle and southern highlanders volume volume two there you are now i know that sounds like a massive plug and it was but it was on purpose because i do know a lot of folk uh who really enjoyed uh volume one so i don't want you to miss volume two there you are all right i have to give a special mention to a good friend of mine, of course, and friend of the show, Winston Murdoch. He's been on the show quite a number of times, actually. Uh, lead tipper of the Cleveland Memorial, a uh, good friend of mine, actually. And he knew that I was over in California covering the piping over there for, in Monterey. And he sent me a message. And he says, Rab, if you're over there in the States, mate, can you bring me back a bottle of Chick-fil-A sauce? <laughs> Now, I did think for a second, is he serious? And then I remembered just how awesome Chick-fil-A sauce really is. Now, for those of you who have never uh, sampled Chick-fil-A, it's like a a fast food restaurant in the States, kind of like KFC because they they serve like fried chicken and stuff. But uh, what they're famous for is their, their own particular brand of dipping sauce. And... It's a really difficult flavor to kind of describe. People have asked me what's it taste like. It looks like mustard. It's like a yellowy color, but tastes nothing like mustard at all. It's so odd in flavor. It's hard to describe. And I have tried to find UK alternatives. I have put stuff on social media asking people, is there a UK equivalent to Chick-fil-A sauce? And no one can find one. Uh, So... Uh, yeah, the request did not fall on deaf ears. And yeah, I actually bought myself a bottle as well and brought it home. So in my suitcase was two big bottles of Chick-fil-A sauce. And on Saturday there at the Ulsters, yeah, I had to present Winston uh, with his bottle of Chick-fil-A sauce. And let's say not only was he happy to be out playing drums and stuff with the guys at the Cleland, but he was very happy to receive his bottle of Chick-fil-A sauce. So yes, and uh, those of you who have had Chick-fil-A sauce, you know... You guys know, you, you know, you, you just know. Uh, but uh, for those of you who haven't, the, you need to sample it, all right? That's all I'm going to say. You're going to have to get some Chick-fil-A sauce and try it. <laughs> Trust me, you'll not regret it. It's incredible. Anyway, there you go. I thought that was a bit of an interesting news story for those fans of Chick-fil-A out there. Yeah, but there's a couple of agents here in Northern Ireland who absolutely love it now. <laughs> there you go. Okay, I have to give a mention to Wake and District for a couple of news stories, actually. Wake and District are very close to reaching a huge milestone on social media, and we're asking you folks out there to help them if you can. Wake and District are almost at 10,000 likes, which is a massive milestone. So, yes, if you haven't yet, please go and check out Wake and District on social media and click that like button on their page. So, yeah. It would be awesome to see them hit that 10k threshold. It'd just be fantastic because yeah, their work on social media is uh, quite awesome, to be fair. And that one such news story actually comes from their social media. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now, but I'm getting distracted here uh, because I'm looking at the Bob Warrell drinking game. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, thanks to Waken District, they have published a brand new Bob World drinking game for the world's 2022. And to say that this thing went slightly viral would be an understatement. It has been everywhere. And I think most of my mates have already shared it with me. Oh, Rab, are you going to be watching the live stream? You have to do this. And there's the picture of the Bob Oral drinking game. Unfortunately, I won't be watching the live stream. I'll actually be there. I'll be on the grass, of course. Uh, so, yeah, I won't need to watch the live stream. But that that's something, you know, that we kind of lack. I would love to be able to watch the live stream back again whenever you get home, you know. But live stream is what it is. It's completely live. And then... Once it's finished, it's finished. You can't watch it back, which is a shame. But hey, there you go. So, yeah, for those of you interested, go along to Wake and District Pipan on their social media. Be sure to give them a like and a thumbs up and stuff. Uh, but also, check out their post for the Bob World drinking game. Now, I do have it on good authority that Bob actually does know that this happens. I think we've talked about it in previous interviews here in the podcast, that he's aware of people playing, you know, like Bob Warl Bingo or the drinking game. And every time Bob would say a certain phrase when summarizing a performance, if he says a certain thing, then you have to take a drink. Now, uh, I do encourage drinking responsibly, of course, so uh, please don't be getting too hammered, uh, because some of these phrases are really quite common whenever it comes to you know, summarizing a performance. Some some things like, you can't say the word adjudicator. Uh, yeah, you can't say melodic. Rhythmic poise. Now, that's a good one. Uh, so, voicing or subtle voicing in the tenors. And if that happens, then you have to take a drink. Now, there's ones here that if you, you have to take two drinks. If Bob manages to say the following, impact. Bob says impact all the time. <laughs> so, hey... There'll be some people out there pretty hammered. Uh, there's gonna be. <laughs> there's another one here. Bob says, "Top hand." You have to take two drinks. Wow. So yeah, it's quite, quite an easy drinking game. I feel, and I yeah, I think after one or two performances, there might be some people a little worse for wear uh, if they are partaking in the Bob World drinking game. So, good luck to anyone who is uh, going to be playing along with that. Hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, so, but yeah, please do drink responsibly. Um, yeah, that's all. <laughs> I think that's. I'll just leave that there. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Moving on, I have to give a mention then to a band's name who I constantly pronounce incorrectly. Uh, I was calling them Kilbarchin, but it's Kilbarkin. There you are. So Kilbarkin Pipe Band are running a summer school. This will be held in Kilbarkin Scout Hall on the 1st through to the 5th of August from 10am to 3pm. And for more information, you can contact them on their social media or, of course, you can email them, which is kilbarkinsummerschool at gmail.com. I think uh, all their costings and everything of how much it will yeah, cost you and all of that, all the details are up there now. So, yes. Go and check it out and get enrolled now when you can. So, yeah, summer school. So that's quite an interesting one. Keep the kids busy over the summer period, I suppose. There you are. Also, I have to give a mention very briefly that the Bridge of Allen competition, which is quite a big one, the draw is now available. Yes, we have put it out there in our socials and stuff about the Bridge of Allen competition, which is happening on the 7th of August. It's shaping up to be quite a huge competition with some international bands in there. Uh, looking at the Novice B, you have Brisbane Boys College. They're going to be there. That's not bad. Uh, and they're also going to be in Novice A as well. But also in Novice A, we have Durham Regional uh, Police from Canada. 
Uh, so, no, that's not bad. And we also have Northwest Junior from the US and Highland Thistle from Argentina. Yeah, so quite a lot of uh, international bands. Also, in the juvenile uh, medley competition, we have St. Thomas from USA are going to be juking it out in there. Yeah. In grade three, yeah, again, we have more international bands. Highland Thistle again from Argentina is going to be juking it out. And uh, so, yeah, this is all through all the grades. You know, we have Peel Police is going to be in grade two. St. Thomas again in grade two. And then we have a grade one, of course, with St. Thomas alumni, along with North Stratton as well, are making the journey. So, yeah, that's shaping up to be quite an awesome competition there, the Bridge of Allen. So if you do want to check out the full draw, it is available now. It's up on the RSPBA site. You can go and have a read at it there. Interesting stuff, indeed. Also, yeah, I have to give a mention, uh, so if you haven't already, I did mention them earlier, about the National Piping Centre's uh, YouTube channel. They are pumping out these piping show episodes, but they will also be doing other videos aside from that. So if you aren't subscribed, then please do. Yeah, my encouraging you right now to go and click on subscribe to the National Piping Centre's YouTube channel. Just wanted to throw that wee plug in there. Alrighty. Now, for fans of Stephanie Burns, PhD. Now, a lot of folks out there would know that Stephanie has already released two books that have been really, really influential in our piping scene. And uh, she is in the process now of releasing a third book. What? Yes, she is indeed. Uh, And this is called Learning to Play a Musical Instrument, The Beginner Years. Now... This will be absolutely invaluable for anyone out there who's wanting to pick up the pipes for the first time, or even the the sticks for that matter, so definitely consider picking that up. We all know that Stephanie Burns has produced some quite incredible books and over this last while for the piping scene, and this one definitely could be of use as well. So, yeah, consider going and check that out. The beginner years, whenever you're first lifting the instrument for the first time, could be quite a difficult one, and this could be one that could be really helpful for some folks. Even for people who are involved in teaching the instrument, this might give some insight into, you know, what what is the person experience whenever they lift that chanter for the first time? You know, is it filled with, you know, (laughs) absolute fear and go, oh, God, I can't play this? Or how do people approach it? So, yeah, quite an interesting new release from Stephanie. And I'll be certainly be following that with interest. And no doubt I'll have to pick up a copy of it because I loved her first two books. And this one's definitely going to have to go in my collection. So there you are. If you are interested, go along and check out Stephanie Burns, PhD, on social media. And, of course, ourselves in the Rab Show have shared out the links and everything where you can actually go and I think you can pre-order it now. I think at the moment for our site. So there you are. I think it's also available on Amazon as well. So you can go and check it there too. All right. A very quick little news story. One of which did not come as a surprise. Yeah. In Vararian District. And their pre-Worlds concert is officially sold out. Yes. You cannot get tickets for it anywhere. Now, sporadically, we have had the odd person contact the show saying, Ah, oh, Rab, I've got you know a couple of tickets here that I can't. I can't go. Could could you put a message out telling someone you know that I, that I want to sell them because I can't make it? That's happened a few times now, and we've managed to get them sold within a matter of minutes. As soon as the post would go live on social media, there is a raft of emails. Rob, I'll buy them. I'll buy them. I'll buy them. And uh, yeah, so it's a bit crazy. People seem to have left it until the month before the concert to pick up tickets, even though we've been telling you for months now to get tickets i don't know why people leave it to the last moment but there you go it's kind of the same thing that i'm telling you about the tattoo belfast tattoo is happening people 
get tickets for it now because once it's sold out then it's sold out and that's it tough <laughs> so avoid disappointment for these things folks whenever i'm telling you the, that they're happening please do grab your tickets because yeah inverary show is absolutely sold out it's bung to the straps and that's it game over anybody else who hasn't got tickets for it at this point tough However, you're not completely going to miss out because, as I say, Inverary are running a bit of a crowdfunder at the moment through Indiegogo where you can go and help the band fund their upcoming recording of the concert. They do want to release it as an album and everything, but obviously, post-pandemic, the cost of everything is, yeah, really up there. So the band are hoping to raise £15,000 to help them record the album and record the concert. And can I just say, looking at their Indiegogo page, they're already at 14,741 at the time of recording this. So they're at 98% of their goal. So, hey, piping fans definitely want to see and hear this. Uh, So to see that they're almost raising 15 grand to help them record it and the tickets for the show are sold out. That tells you just how popular this is going to be. We know. We know that Inverary can put on one heck of a show. Yeah, they're possibly one of the best concert bands, I would argue. And uh, that's an argument for another podcast. But um, yeah, absolutely. Inverary and District Pipe Band. Yeah, their popularity knows no bounds. And for good reason, because they are definitely one of the top pipe bands in the world. And that can put on one heck of a show. So yes, really looking forward to one night and or a night in that land i'll get it right yeah and uh yeah so looking forward to the recording so please do go along to their indiegogo and uh drop them a support there and you can get all sorts of different little perks and stuff uh there's some of them that have already sold out some of the more interesting ones of course you can get an Inverarian district snare drum which is uh amazing plus you get a signed cd uh, there's another one that I, I mentioned before that you get a night out in Inverary plus a tour of the town and a night in a hotel in Inverary Town itself. That's amazing. Plus, you'll you can get things like a signed bag cover, signed drum head, things like that. You get a bagpipe lesson, of course, and you get a drumming lesson as well. So, uh, yeah, it's quite a number of perks on there. So definitely worth checking out. So go along, Indiegogo, help the band record their upcoming concert. Yeah, for sure, for folks to enjoy it around the world. Alrighty, moving on to another little news story then. I have to give a mention to the New Zealand Young Piper of the Year competition. It's back again for 2022. Now, the reason I'm mentioning it, of course, I know it's a good distance out, but the entries for this competition are now open. You can go along to their social media where they have shared out the links and everything for you to fill out all your forms and stuff to be involved. Now... They also have a full list of events for all ages, not just the Young Piper of the Year Under 21 event. Uh, But yes, they have events there for all ages. So definitely consider going along. And if you are curious, at least, mm, yeah, so go along and have a look. The New Zealand Young Piper of the Year entries are open now. The competition itself uh, will take place in early October. Uh, I'm looking for the date here. I don't have it here to hand, of course. Yes, I didn't write down my script. Yeah, but I do know it's early October. <laughs> they are. But the closing dates for the entries itself does close on the 19th of August. So there you are. You have until the 19th of August to get your entries in if you do want to be involved in that. So, oh, there's a date there. <laughs> I can just about read my own script. Saturday the 1st of October. There you are. So that's the New Zealand Young Piper of the Year. 
yeah, entries are open now. Go and check that out. Alrighty, moving on. I do have to mention on the 30th of July, thanks to Pipe Bands Association in South Africa, we are looking forward to the Benoni Gathering. Yeah, the South African Championships. So that obviously will feature bands, dancers, markets, beer tents and more. And this will all be held in the Benoni Northerns Indians Ball Club. There you are. That's on the 30th of July and gates open at 10am. There you go. And if if anything, there's quite a number of bands actually performing at this because they published the draw as well. And uh, yeah, quite a number of bands entered all the way up to grade two. Yeah. Quite a number. Yeah, so, yeah, shout out to this. is going to be quite a big competition because I do believe it's the last competition of the year for folks there in South Africa. Uh, so good luck, everyone, there at the Benoni Highland Gathering. Yeah, the South African Championships. Good luck, everyone, there. Certainly we'll be following along. Hopefully see a few videos from that as well. Indeed, that would be interesting. Hmm. Alrighty, moving on for another news story then before we have to get into this week's topic and stuff. I have to give a mention to Wasatch and District Pipe Band on their social media uh, because they uploaded quite an interesting little clip, I suppose. They they were at a competition this past weekend. I think the name of the place is Enmanclaw. Now, I probably butchered that name. But yes, they were at a Highland Games anyway. And yeah, the clip I'm talking about, well, not only do we have great performances from the bands themselves, from Wasatch, but also... Simon Fraser University were there. And, yeah, there's a clip of the Pipers tuning up and stuff and getting ready. And, ooh, is it good. So, yeah, ourselves and the Rab Show, of course, as soon as we spotted it, we shared it. And it's out there on our own socials. Uh, But, yeah, shout out to Wasatch for capturing that little clip of SFU for us. It's really, really good. And, uh, yeah, it just shows you the direction of travel for SFU at the moment. Hmm quite awesome so go along and have a watch at it and uh yeah definitely definitely worth picking up if you haven't seen that clip already it's only a couple of minutes long but it's very very good uh so yeah shout out to wasatch thank you folks for filming that and um yeah well done to you guys by the way you know i think there was there was a clip of of their drum corps as well uh warming up in the shade and stuff you know for wasatch so yeah very very cool so there you are folks go and check out wasatch and district on the social media for a lot of great piping action over the weekend indeed all righty well that's it not only did we get uh sfu clips and stuff from Wasatch, but there's plenty more up there too so go and have a look at the full thing there's loads up there for you to enjoy indeed right that's it for all the news and updates and stuff before we get into this week's topic of the week, which is uh, all that anyone's talking about is the Scottish this weekend. Uh, <laughs> indeed. So I think at this point in the show, it's time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. McClellan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClelland from Euston, Scotland. They don't strive to be the biggest, fastest or the cheapest. They do, however, meticulously craft a small number of warm and stable-sounding instruments of heirloom quality. Roddy has followed this philosophy for over 30 years and continues to evolve with innovations like the Elevation Chanter. Designed with North American bands in mind, providing a lower pitch, rich harmonics and strong, clear projection, Elevation Chanters provide a stable platform for a thick band sound. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLaren Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA.
The British Drum Company is driven by their passion to create the finest marching drums for those who recognise and value the highest of standards. The Axial Series is the British Drum Company's flagship pipe band range. Axial's distinctive aesthetic owes much to its X-frame cage system. This futuristic hardware is designed to complement all of the amazing shell finishes on offer, such as the Phantom, Smoked Walnuts and the very popular Merlin finishes, of which there are three new additions for 2022, Platinum, Violet and Emerald. The bass and tenors now come with Georgian oak hoops which feature their head stress management system and wide mass claws for all round better tension across the heads. The British Drum Company's Axial Series is innovation defined, designed and engineered for you to look amazing, sound amazing and feel amazing. Wallace Bagpipes, quality, pride and passion made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Ah yes, topic of the week time and you guessed it. Yeah, we're talking about the upcoming championships this weekend and just why should you be excited for them? Uh, Well, if you're a piping fan at all and you've been following the competition season, then yeah, you've already answered your own question. The Scottish Championship is the last major in the calendar where bands can have a good chance to have a good dig at each other ahead of the big game. And I would argue that the Scottish Championships are one of my favourites for that very reason. I honestly think it is my favourite championship. The Worlds is great and all, don't get me wrong, I'm certainly not slagging it, it's my Christmas. But the Scottish Championship is possibly one of the most competitive events on our calendar. Because we all know that bands want to win at Dumbarton because it really helps set up things for the Worlds. Now, I do know, we've talked about this at nauseam before on the podcast, that momentum and all of that does count big time in our piping scene. You do have to gather a little bit of steam throughout the season, try and gain a little bit of momentum, a little bit of pace, so whenever you hit that circle in Glasgow, the ball's already rolling, things are already happening, you know, your band is already cooking by the time you hit that circle. Now, we've talked about the challenges, of course, of international bands who don't get the same opportunity to get that ball rolling and just how difficult it is to get to both your domestic calendar events but also to majors here in the UK, of course. Uh, But, yeah, to hit that circle running is a difficult thing to achieve. Well, the Scottish Championships, they do what they can to provide that platform. Like I just mentioned there earlier, uh, Bridge of Allen competition and the draw that we've seen there. Quite a number of international bands are already over for that week. And they're using that competition to get that ball rolling. And yeah, honestly, Bridge of Allen and competitions like it, I think North Berwick as well. They're two well-placed competitions to get the wheel turning. And 
yeah, for a lot of bands, they do use that week to get acclimatized, I suppose, to the UK climate, uh, the wind and rain. Uh, but <laughs> they use that to get a little bit of steam before heading to the Worlds. Ourselves, ourselves locally here in Northern Ireland, we have Newcastle, of course. Uh, so we are heading to sunny Newcastle and County Down uh, to, again, achieve the same result. And we are seeing quite a, a big entry for Newcastle. Uh, so we're not talking about Newcastle on this week's show, but I'm just saying uh, we have uh, Field Marshal, Klaus Kelt and St. Lawrence Atul all entered in Grade 1. Uh, so that's, you know, that's quite an advertisement to say that bands are going to take that extra little run out to yeah, get that ball moving. You know, get the ball rolling. It's all about momentum. And the Scottish Championships is the last major championship in the calendar, which makes it incredibly interesting for us who are on the fence and we're just fans. Now, I have to say, not only for the bands, which we'll get into, but also for the drum majors. The drum majoring entry for the Scottish Championship is huge. It's huge. Yes, looking at our juveniles, we have three heats for the juveniles. And uh, that's quite big too. So, yeah, no easy. But not even at that, I think it's just a final, a straight final. But yeah, there's three different heats in the final. So, I think that's how it works. Even though that could be stuff that Rob got wrong. I don't know. But yes, I what I'm looking at, that there's quite a number of juvenile drum majors entered here. And it's going to be quite a difficult one uh, to pick a winner, I think. There's quite any number of drum majors in, entered here could definitely jump up and lift that title. There's already a few names that are jumping out at me here, like Lewis Anderson, Kathy Hunter, uh, Louise Smyton, of course, has been performing really well. We have Abigail Wenlock, of course, from Shots, Beth Turner. There's so many in there who have already been in the prize list in the juvenile section and uh, could jump in and lift that Scottish title. And that will certainly help whenever it comes to the big one. There you go. So good luck. And also looking at the juniors, uh, yeah, not a huge entry for the juniors. We have uh, Georgia Turkington. And we have Catherine Spears and Carrie's Graham. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one there, too. Because, again, it's been a little bit of a battle for the juniors, too, to come out on top. So, awesome stuff. But moving on to your adult drum majors, where there are so many big names in here who have been picking up titles this season. It's, it's anyone's. It's anyone's. I think there's six heats in total for our seniors. And then a final... <sighs> Yeah, I think the drum majoring is going to be happening all day. I think the finals for the adults actually doesn't start until 20 past 3 in the afternoon. So, yeah, that's mm, that's a long day of competition for adult drum majors. Uh, so, again, looking at the list of names here, there's already some names that jump out at me. Of course, Jason Price from Rivara. You know, it's all been in the prize list already. Of course, James Kennedy as well has picked up a major already this season with Klaus Kelt. Uh, Lauren Hanna, of course. Go on, Lauren. Uh, from Loman and Clyde, of course. Yeah. And, yeah, we have the likes of Emma Barr. have just picked up our Ulster title there, of course. Liam Renton, you know. Catherine McKeown, as well, was lifting prize, prizes there. And Cara Gilmer, as well, has also had quite a strong season, too. And never to be forgotten is Andrea McKeown-Gibson, who's had a fantastic season so far. So, yeah, quite an awesome list of drum majors there. And any one of them can jump up and lift that top spot. So I will be watching this with interest. It's one thing I want to say about the adult drum majors this season is that there hasn't been any one clear name that's been coming across and winning every competition. Normally that does seem to happen. You know, we have seen it in previous competitions and previous years where there's been one name dominating it all. But looking at this list, there's quite a number of folk that could just jump in and lift that top spot. It's been such a competitive season. 
And we all know that Dumbarton sometimes has challenging conditions. So, yeah, that could be a very interesting one for sure. So good luck to everyone. If I didn't mention your name, of course, that's, you know, omission is by no means, you know, excluding you from possible results because, yeah, there's quite a number of you in here that could definitely lift that top spot. Shout out to Jamie Couples, of course, of the MacCals. Yeah, Graham Wilson of Penwick. Yeah, Sarah Patterson from The Vale, of course. Gib Fraser. You know, there's just so many names in here uh, for people who have been in the prizes and could definitely nip into that top spot. So, yeah, good luck to everyone there involved in the adults. Uh, I think that's that's not easy. That's not going to be an easy one for sure to come out on top. And, uh, yeah, it's such an important competition because very much is the case, same with bands, drum majors do find form, you know, and this would be the perfect time for a drum major to find form, you know, and then carry that form and that momentum through to the big end. So good luck, everyone there at the adult drum majors. I think you have your work cut out for you. It's going to be a difficult competition. Okay, well, looking at our novice juvenile B, of course, a lot of big names in here. The usual suspects, of course, that we would normally be expecting to come out on top are in there. Plus, there's a lot of dark horses in there as well. That could definitely, yeah, throw a fly in the ointment for some of us trying to make predictions. (laughs) So, 13 bands in total there in the novice juvenile B and... uh, yeah, I have to be honest, there's some bands in here I am interested in listening to. Uh, I do want to have a listen uh, particularly to the Isle of Arran Music School, of course, with their pipe major, Ross Miller. He's been doing some incredible work there with this pipe band. And as far as I'm aware, this is their first competition, uh, well, their first competition season, I should say. And uh, I did manage to have a look at their performance at the UKs and stuff. I think it was the UKs. Uh, but yeah, some quite interesting stuff happening there at the Isle of Arran Music School. So shout out to Ross and... And uh, the work that's going on there, that's fantastic stuff. Also to North Lanarkshire Schools as well, another cracking band who always put on a great performance. So yeah, always would love to have a listen to them. And this time I think People's Ford uh, have entered. People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate of course have uh, a Novice Juvenile B band in there. So looking forward to hearing them. Now, of course, the usual suspects, as I did mention, Lucky Alley High School, Open High School, uh, Bucksburn District, of course, yeah, and Bruntless Lynn, as I mentioned, Preston Lodge as well. There's a lot of big name schools in here and a lot of bands that we would definitely be wanting to listen to. But I did mention some of the dark horses and stuff uh, that I, yeah, don't normally see the light of day, you know, and people don't talk about them, but I do enjoy their music, so I'll be looking forward to that indeed. That's Novice Juvenile B. On to Novice Juvenile A, then we have only the four bands in here. We have Sterling District Schools, George Harriet's, George Watson's and Dollar. And uh, yeah, I'd be watching that entire grade if I was you. Uh, because Novice Juvenile A bands are ridiculous. And uh, yeah, the, the talent of these young kids is just incredible. So yes, absolutely. I'll be tuning in and watching all of Novice Juvenile A if I can. For sure. So looking forward to that grade. It's going to be very competitive. All right, moving on to the big grade. Woo, grade 4B, baby. Now, <clears throat> this is going to be a difficult grade to call. There's 20 bands in here. All right. Um, 20 of them. And any one of these bands on their day could have a blistering performance. And yeah, 
I have to say there's also there's one in here. Brisbane Boys College are already over for the Scottish by this point. So they're entered and I, I'm definitely looking forward to hearing them. They've been making some big waves down in Australia, of course, and uh, even in 4B. So definitely worth a listen for sure. For the, This will be the first time really we'll get to hear them in the UK, I suppose. Uh, so looking forward to hearing them for sure. Other bands in there that do pique my attention. Uh, the 47th Coulter Boys Brigades. Yes, I do remember having a chat about them in the previous pod. So looking forward to hearing them. Of course, the band I mentioned and I keep pronouncing wrong. Uh, Kilbarkin will be there. along. Yeah, looking forward to seeing their performance. Uh, bands such as Danun Argyle as well. East Kilbride will be there. Uh, yeah, there's quite a number of bands in here that I am looking forward to listening to. And I'm sure a lot of folk will go, Oh, Rob, you didn't mention my band. But yeah, there's 20 of you in there. So yes, grade 4B, I do hesitate. It's going to be a very competitive grade with any band in there capable will definitely jump up and lift that top spot. Grade 4B will not be an easy grade to come out on top. That's all I'm going to say. All right. So good luck in 4B. On to 4A then. Uh, Yeah, again, another big grade with 14 in here in grade 4A. And again, there's some usual suspects that we will expect to see in the top spots. Uh, But yeah, I'm just going to start reading names again. I'm looking forward to seeing The Veil. The Veil of Athol are entered, of course, under Gary Nemo. Looking forward to hearing them in 4A. Yeah, and also bands such as Camelon and District Kinross, of course, and Brisbane Boys College also have a band in 4A there too, so we'll be watching their contingent in 4A for sure. Uh, Lower Clyde will be there, uh, looking forward to hearing them. Kirkcaldy and District, Coulter and District, Uddingston, Strathclyde, there's quite a number of bands in here that I'm definitely looking forward to hearing. And I think uh, the the only band from Northern Ireland was Bally Bowley, uh, who, listening to them at the Ulsters there last, last week, Actually sounding really well. Uh, so looking forward to seeing Bally Bully hit the grass there. Uh, flying the flag for Northern Ireland, of course. I think they're the only Northern Irish band in that grade. So hey, it's a bit disappointing, I suppose, that there's nobody else heading over from 4A uh, for the Northern Irish bands. But hey, there you go. As we were saying earlier about the cost of everything. So hey, I think that's starting to bite at this point. Uh, but yeah, good luck to Bally Bully and to the Pipe Major Andrew and everybody there. Uh, have a good tune. And to everyone involved in Grade 4A, quite a big grade. Again, with 14 in total, not going to be easy. Uh, so yeah, both 4B and 4A. If you come out in that top five, you're doing well. You're doing well indeed. All right. Onto the juvenile grade, of course, we have the usual four. Well, the four. I was going to say three there. Uh, we have four. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it's George Watson's dollar in Preston, which is normally what we're used to. But we have a third in here. We have St. Thomas Episcopal School, of course, from US. Uh, so they're making an appearance at the Scottish as well. So it's great to see them over and acclimatising over a, a few weeks, I suppose, ahead of the Worlds. will be interesting to see where they fall out here uh, in this grade. Uh, with such real ultra-competitive, you know, dollar in there. Play a blistering tune when they want to. Same as George Watson's and Preston Lodge. All incredibly challenging bands. So looking forward to seeing where St. Thomas fall there with the results from Juveniles. It'll be an interesting competition, that. So, yeah, four in total. And let's face it, every band in there will just melt your face. All right. I said it. I said it. Everyone in that juvenile grade will melt your face. All right. So uh, if you don't want your face melted, then don't watch it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yes yeah, seriously go and have a listen to the juvenile grade if you can at the scottish or at any competition this season the, the performances have been mental 
All right, just mental. So well done to everyone there in the juvenile grade. Such a competitive grade. That'll be interesting to see how that falls out. Good luck, everyone. All right, on to grade 3B. Now, a bit of a smaller grade, this one, disappointingly so. Uh, but there's 13 in the grade here. And again, we have some bands that I haven't listened to yet. And I can't really form an opinion on them just yet because of that reason. Uh, bands such as Macanta, I haven't actually listened to Macanta. I haven't heard the Scots Dragoon Guards just yet. So mm, that's a, yeah, a downfall on my behalf, which is unfortunate because I, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing them at the Worlds. Uh, so, yeah, I'll definitely have to check them out at the Scottish. Uh, bands such as Methyl and District, Glenrothes, and that Scottish Borders, these are all bands that we're all well used to hearing in the prize list, so no doubt they will be, hopefully, in the prize list this weekend. Uh, we also have our both the Airpipe Band Society as well, can put on a great performance when they need to, uh, and Tweedville, and Ross and Carmarty. There's so many great bands in this grade, again, it can be quite a tight affair, I believe, but, uh, yeah, I do think that we will see some repeat offenders uh, in our top five prize list, you know. So, yeah, looking at previous results, we have seen some familiar names up in that top six. And I dare say we may well see a repeat of that this time round. As to the order of which and who I believe will come out on top, I uh, have no idea. It's a difficult one. Uh, because, like I say, there's a few bands in here I've yet to listen to. So, I can't really draw my own conclusions yet. Where's my little hooter thing? Yeah, I, yeah, I haven't really quite drawn my own conclusions on this grade yet. So um, grade 3B is a difficult one to call. But a smaller grade by all accounts. But that doesn't make it any easier. So good luck everyone there in 3B. Moving on. Grade 3A. 16 in the grade. Yeah, 16 in here, and again, a lot of big names. Uh, Some big names in here that are really drawing my attention. Tully Lagan are in there. Yes, a Northern Ireland big gun heading across the water to duke it out in 3A. That's going to be incredibly interesting. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing where the mighty Tully Lagan falls. So, good luck everyone there at the Lagan. Go on, the Lagan! You guys all know I'm contractually obliged to have to do that. Uh, but bands such as D-Side Caledonian as well, they can put on a great performance. And the Highlanders, Four Scots as well, another cracking band. And of course we have the Mac Cals, the 3A contingent. And again, I'm seriously looking forward to seeing them. The Vale, the Vale of Athol will have their 3A band there at the Scottish. And yes, very much looking forward to hearing them. I'm always a huge Vale fan anyway, you know. So yeah, to see them juking out in 3A, that's going to be a pleasure. I, I dare say, that's going to be very, very fun. Uh, so, yeah, we have the Johnstone Pipe Band in there, of course, with Turriff and District, City of Inverness. There's quite a number of bands in here that we're used to seeing in that top six positions. And uh, quite a number of them, I dare say, will probably make another repeat visit to the prize list. Again, like I've mentioned with 3B. But there are some dark horses. Like I mentioned, Tully Lagan juking it out in there. Really competitive band at the moment. Uh, not just because I've got mates playing with them. Um, but so, seriously, listening to them at the Ulster Championships there uh, just this past weekend, the band is sounding incredible at the moment, uh, blowing a big tone, and the drum corps certainly seems to be coming into its own as well. Uh, so other bands as well that have been really entertained with this last while, uh, not only did I mention The Veil and everything, but the likes of Buck and Peterson as well, they're playing some great tunes at the moment, so yeah, go back, have a listen to some of these bands over the course of the season, there's been some great music played in Grade 3A, eh? quite a competitive grade. I know there's only 16 there, uh, but even at that, that's still not easy to come out on that top six. And to come out on top, in the top spot in 3A, 
Woo. Alrighty. You deserve a beer in the beer tent if that happens. So, yeah. Good luck, everyone, in 3A. Uh, that's got quite a difficult grade. Now, speaking of difficult grades, I think we're into the worst one at this point. Grade 2 this season has just been ridiculous. Alright? Everyone in Grade 2 just knock it off. It's just been madness. Alright? It's been so competitive in Grade 2 this year. It's mental. Mental. Like, you look back over the summary sheets for every competition we've had. Grade 2 is just such a mixed bag. It's... It's anyone's. You know, it's like throwing dice. You know? Will you get a a 6 or a 4 or a 2? You just don't know. It's one of these things. Uh, But, yeah, there are some bands in this Grade 2 competition that I'm very much looking forward to hearing. Uh, obviously I have to give a shout to Ravara who are making the trip over and after lifting their all-star title this past weekend with a cracking medley performance by the way Uh, so yeah shout out to Sam Connolly and everybody there at Ravara obviously working very hard and yeah do wish you well uh, for the upcoming championship also as well the Manor Manor Cunningham that we mentioned earlier definitely had a great tune at the all-star championships and uh, the band is sounding well although they are faltering every now and again I think and uh, mm, yeah I did manage to listen to them outside the circle at the Ulsters and they did seem to be having some issues but although they did manage to get it fixed as soon as I heard it you know someone's chanter went off or something and that was it they went over fixed it and that was it so yeah, no, no big deal. Nothing that's not fixable here. So Manor Cunningham definitely can play a great set when they want to. Uh, so yeah, hoping all goes well for them on Saturday for sure. Now, also bands in here that I haven't really paid a huge amount of attention to, but they have definitely piqued my interest. I have to give a shout to Uddingston Pipe Band. Yes, at the last major championships they've done very well actually. So looking forward to seeing Uddingston back in the circle again. Also St. Joseph's are making the journey. Love to see them and, and yeah, really looking forward to hearing them for sure. And another one, a lot of good mates of mine actually play for this band, but they've been playing really well at the moment and that's Isle of Isle. Yeah, Kilchaman Distillery, Isle of Isle, to give them their full title. They're actually opening the grade at a quarter to two in the afternoon, so hoping that the conditions are brave and good too. So, yeah, but aye, to open the grade is never easy, but shout out to the Isle of Isle. I hope you have a good tune, guys. That's going to be a difficult grade to come out on top. Now, that's not to outcount everybody else that's in there. Of course, with Wallastone, Port Leithen, the Mac Cowles, Highland Granite, Royal Borough of Annan, City of Edinburgh. There's so many bands in here. 15 in total, uh, yeah, it'll be remiss of me if I didn't give you all a shout-out, because this is such a competitive grade, as I've said, it's ridiculous, alright? So, yeah, any one of those 15 bands could come out on top. That Yes, of course, I do have my own particular favourites and my own highlights that I'll definitely be trying to listen to, but I no doubt will be listening to the entire grade. I can't wait to see every band, all 15 in here, Uh, especially under the pressure cooker that is the Scottish. That does bring a certain level of competitiveness, especially to the higher grades, to grade 1 and grade 2. This is when... Yeah, this is when the thumbscrews goes on, and this is when the pressure starts to build. And, yeah, we get to see... In some cases, there may well be some chinks in the armour, and some bands and other ones just get stronger. So, I guess... We're going to have to watch this grade with interest as it continues to develop and keep us piping fans interested. Uh, With such a mixed bag of results this season, I guess we'll probably see that trend continue (laughs) this weekend. So good luck to everyone there in grade two. And good luck to our judges as well. We have William Garrett, uh, Alvis Alvis Kerr, Lee Innes and Donald McPhee. Uh, Yeah, good luck, folks. That's not going to be an easy egg to crack in grade two. Yikes. 
All right, moving on to grade one, the begin, of course. We have the usual ten. But yeah, the same ten bands that we've seen all season long are still here. So we have Police Scotland and Federation. Or for me, they're Glasgow Polis still. I'm still finding that name difficult, but I'll get over it. Eventually, I'll get used to it. Uh, we have Shots and Dykehead after that. Klaus Kelt, Police Scotland Fife, St. Lawrence Atul, Johnstone, Inverary, People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate. And we have Scottish Power and the Field Marshal. There you are. That's your 10. So, looking at the draw, there are some bands in here that honestly I don't think are getting enough attention. Now, I have to give particular mention to Klaus Kelt Pipe Band. Now, hear me out. I know you guys know I have a few friends in that band, but that's not the reason. I do believe that Klaus Kelp Pipe Band are really starting to build themselves up. From the very first competition this season in Bangor, we had a different Klaus Kelp back then to what we have now. Klaus Kelp Pipe Band have obviously transformed themselves from the start of the season back in May to what we're about to see this upcoming weekend. Klaus Kelp have been furiously working hard and attending all of their domestic competitions as well. Now, that's kind of unheard of. As I said there, at the Ulster Championships, it was just Klaus Kelt. It was them on their own. They were competing against themselves, I guess. But all of that experience, all of those reps put in, all of that extra practice put in by all of their membership may well set them ahead of the game. Now, we do understand that bands have to serve their time in the grade. And we've talked about that, of course, at nauseam as well. And Klaus Kelt being brand new into grade one, yes, they could well be ignored. For some of the other bigger guns that are in there, the likes of St. Lawrence and Field Marshal and Inverary's, all of that. You know, we're used to seeing the usual names in there. But if you are going to be watching grade one this weekend, do try and pay particular attention to the bands that aren't your usual top three. For example, Klaus Kelt. Like I said, they are playing some quite incredible music in there and definitely worth your attention. I do think Klaus Keller is certainly building to big things and are heading in the right road. So, yeah, shout out to Klaus Kelt. Also, I have to mention Police Scotland and Federation Pipe Band. Now, you guys know I'm a huge fan of their drum corps and I've said that over the years. I'm a massive fan of their style of drumming. But also with them playing these brand new axial snares that does bring an added edge to their music. I've really enjoyed over the last few major championships a lot of their performances. Especially some of the stuff that has been filmed of the band outside the circle. Seems to be Police Scotland and Federation or Glasgow Polis. Whenever they're outside the circle, they play some incredible music and they really hit some big tone. And then some of the videos I've seen of them inside the ring, I don't know what happens. It's like a different band. So I just don't know if that's what's happening. That they're really hitting form outside the circle and then just don't bring it in. I I just don't know. But I've seen some performances of Glasgow Polis or Police Scotland and Federation from outside the circle and it would blow your socks off. So it's some incredible music there. So, yeah, for sure. Bands also, not to be uh, counted out, of course, are The Mighty Shots, of course. Emma Conway and Co. doing some fantastic work there. Especially on ensemble-wise. I have noticed some changes in things to the musical selection and their approach and things as the season progresses. So, again, Shots making some interesting changes to their music and stuff as the, as things go on. And so, yeah, definitely worth watching those for with interest, for sure. 
obviously, we will be watching bands such as the mighty St. Lawrence, who always throw out a great performance, of course. Inverary will be paying attention to them because, yeah, let's face it, at this point, between Inverary and the Field Marshal Montgomery, it's been a little bit of a two-horse race so far. And uh, it's been Inverary or Field Marshal clinching that top spot. Now, for those out there who are making predictions and stuff, of course, the prediction will probably go in the direction of Inverary or Field Marshal, for that matter. Now, me as a piping fan, I would love it to go the direction of Field Marshal Montgomery. All right, I'm just putting it out there because then I think that would make it two majors each two for Inverary and two for Field Marshal, and then heading into the worlds. Who comes out on top. That would make it very interesting. At least I think that's what the case is. But either way. It's been a very interesting battle. To watch those top three positions. Chop and change and move around. Bands such as Police Scotland Fife. We did mention them earlier. And Scottish Power. Have all had pretty strong seasons. With you know jumps and placings and things. So yeah. As I say. Grade 1 is turning out to be particularly competitive as well. You're not always just seeing your usual top three. So, yeah, grade one, going to be a difficult egg to crack. What is my prediction? Absolutely no idea. (laughs) I have not a clue. I can tell you who I think I would like to win, of course. I would like to see FM pick it up because then that would make the world so interesting uh, from a spectator's point of view, you know. But, uh, hey... You know, Inverary could march in there and make it look easy. So could Field Marshal, so could St. Lawrence, so could Shots and uh, Johnstone, so could Inverary, you know, the Boggies, so could Scottish Power. It could be anyone's, really, absolutely. Uh, so please don't take what I'm saying here in the pod as absolute gospel and run out to the bookmakers right now uh, because you all know that whenever I make predictions, I always get it dreadfully wrong. Uh, so, yes, following the Scottish Championships, of course, we will be chatting all about the results, of course, at length on next week's podcast as we delve through all of the master sheets and everything, because that will be incredibly interesting for piping fans, and we're going to join you on that conversation, for sure. Now, as well as talking about predictions and everything, yes, people have been asking, will we be recording and doing a World's Prediction podcast? To answer your question, absolutely we will. Yes, of course. Uh, So really looking forward to that. It's one of our favourite episodes to do every year, and we haven't been able to do one now for a couple of years, so... Yeah, it'll be great to get back chatting with the team and, yeah, just trying to predict who's going to win what. Of course, you know rightly, we're going to get it all dreadfully wrong. And, uh, yeah, we'll all be left then with our world's wrap-up show. Yeah, stuff that Rab got wrong. But, hey, it's going to be fun. We're looking forward to that. So that's coming up uh, in the next few weeks, I suppose. Uh, Next week's podcast will be quite an interesting one. It will be our Piping Live Preview. Yes, each and every year we do this, uh, we go through the Pipe and Live calendar and we give you our own particular picks for events and things that you should go to as part of the Pipe and Live Festival. I do have to give a huge plug for us at the end of the podcast. <sighs> yes, the Big Rab Show is heading to Pipe and Live. You might have heard of it. But yes, we are having a live podcast recording at Pipe and Live. Now, I'm not nervous at all. Uh, but this is going to be <laughs> this is going to be held on the Wednesday of Pipe and Live. So if you are going to be there, then we hope you can join us. It's going to be on the tenth of August, of course, the same day as the big Inverary concert. So yeah, if you're looking something to yeah 
warm you up, I suppose, for the Big Inverary Show, then why not head along to the Street Cafe there at the National Piping Centre at 2 o'clock on Wednesday, 10pm, and join us for Big Rab Show Live. Now, we're going to be recording this as an episode of the podcast. So, we have quite a number of guests booked. We'll have some interesting conversation and some hard-hitting questions, uh, but a lot of fun and crack. And we're really looking forward to hitting the stage as part of Piping Live. And again... I have to pinch myself whenever I'm saying that. You know, just to just to say that we're going to be a part of Piping Live is incredible. <laughs> One of the biggest piping festivals in the world. And we're going to be right smack bang in the middle of it on the Wednesday. You know, us Egypts from the Big Rap Show. Yeah, so we're going to be there blathering away and talking away to the piping crowd, talking all about what we know and love to be the music of the Great Highland Bagpipe and its people. And we really hope that the people can join us. It's completely free, by the way. There's no tickets involved. So if you're there on the Wednesday, just dander in off the street. There's a bar and everything. You can get yourself a drink, sit down and enjoy the crack. Uh, And no doubt we'll have... A lot of that. Uh, It'll be a lot of fun. So, yeah, see you there on the 10th of August, 2 p.m. in the Street Cafe, the National Piping Centre. Big Rab Show live. We hope that you can join us. And, uh, yeah, we are a little apprehensive, not going to lie, because it's the Wednesday. It's such a busy day in the middle of the festival. Uh, But, yeah, we are hoping that Big Rab Show fans and Big Rab Show people will be there to enjoy uh, a live recording of the podcast. And no doubt, because it is being recorded Uh, then yes, we will present that as a future episode of the podcast. For those internationally who can't join us at the Piping Centre, you'll be able to tune into the podcast at a later date and enjoy it. There you are. So, I know it's a shameless plug at the end of the pod, but it's needed. (laughs) Alright, we're dead excited about it. Feeds back to our word of the week. And uh, yeah, we really hope to see you there at Piping Live on the 10th, indeed. And we'll see you on stage, and I'm not nervous at all. Anyway, right. So that's pretty much it. We're really looking forward to the Scottish this upcoming weekend. Of course, ourselves and the Big Rab Show team, we will be there. And we will be doing what we did at the Ulsters again. We're not going to be going live with it because we do want the best possible quality that we can provide. So we will be filming and then uploading as soon as the performance finishes. So it is as good as live. I suppose. There will be a little delay, but not an awful lot. Uh, so as soon as that band plays that last note, they hit their cutoff, and then they're counter-marching off, that's when we're uploading the video. So be sure to be tuned into our social media over the course of the weekend at Dumbarton as we do our best to cover everything. Now, not only are we doing Grade 1, but we do hope to cover other grades as well, as well as possibly some of the drum majoring action as well. And, of course, for those of you who are living internationally and you do want to hear the results... Yes, we have every plan to be live with the results as they happen. So we will be live for the March past, prize giving, and all of that stuff from Dumbarton this weekend. So good luck to everyone who's making that journey to Dumbarton. Don't forget to bring your cape with you, because, let's face it, it's Dumbarton. (laughs) And the rain always goes sideways at Dumbarton. Uh, But hopefully not. Hopefully we'll get some great conditions at Dumbarton this weekend. And uh, yeah, it'll be a great championship. Good luck to everyone who's heading across to the Scottish. Bring back some silverware, no matter where you are. And yeah, I hope you can join us on our social media as we try to cover everything from the upcoming competition. And no doubt, we will see you back on the podcast next week as uh, yeah, we go through the results and everything. And of course, we have our Pipe and Live preview next week. It's going to be quite a cool show. So, 
Until then, folks, we will see you all again on the Rab Show podcast next week. Until then, all the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.